Welcome back to another powerful episode of the podcast. I'm your host, Nick Bear, founder and CEO of Bear Performance Nutrition. Every week, we bring you insightful stories, knowledge, and inspiration to help you reach your full potential in life, fitness, and business. If you enjoy the message we're promoting in this podcast, we would greatly appreciate it if you would leave a rating and review on the platform you are listening to. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on future episodes that embody the Go One More mindset. What is going on, guys? And welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Today is a solo episode, and the topic is the power of commitment. And the reason... I've wanted to dive into this topic and uh, the, the way I kind of think about some of these podcast episodes or things that I talk about on social media or platforms that I create for in general is that I have, you know, just my notes app in my phone and while I'm running, while I'm working, while I'm training, things pop in my head and especially when I'm running, there's things that pop in my head and then I will navigate those topics and issues and um, you know, try to make sense of them throughout that time. And I'll just scribble things down on either a notepad or in my phone, my notes app. And this has been a topic that has, has kept popping up in my life, especially over the last four months. As I've become a new father, the business has grown. I've, I've moved into new roles within the business. Uh, we, we've hired more people, the power of commitment. And, and what we typically find is like when life gets busy and it doesn't matter who you are at what point in your life, life is going to get crazy at some point. Like right now, for example, we have our annual black Friday sale that we are wrapping up here at the end of the day today, we have temporary workers in house that are helping fulfill the thousands of orders that have come in over the last couple of days. So it's a really crazy time for us. Volume is increased significantly. Uh, you might be in a period of, of life where you got a new job and it's requiring more time. You might be, you know, at a point where you're, you're possibly about to lose your job and you're having to work your ass off to, to fight for it. You might have a business that's growing. Maybe you just had kids. Maybe you have a family. Maybe you have kids. You're married, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Life gets crazy. And the more responsibility you have, the more objectives you try to accomplish over a lifetime, the more things get added onto your plate and you have to learn what's priority and what's not and, and where you spend your time and where you don't. And the power of commitment is so important in making sure you get things done that you want and need to get done. And what happens with so many people is that when life does get crazy and it's not a matter of if, but a matter of when people fall off progress, they stop training, they stop eating healthy, you know, like say you have kids and you're going to and from school and sports practices and games and, uh, you know, piano lessons, for example, when you have obligations for family and, and all this kind of stuff, you stop 
prepping food. You stop eating healthy. It's convenient to go through the drive-thru at McDonald's. You stop working out. And there's, unfortunately, a lot of excuses that pop up. And people fall off progress of something they committed to prior to. You know, what was important maybe isn't as important anymore. But sometimes that is an excuse to justify why you're not working towards your goals any longer. And the truth is, and I honestly believe this is why I've achieved any level of success in the way that I determine it, the way that I deem success in my life personally, why I believe I've accomplished certain things up until this point is because I thrive when shit gets crazy. I absolutely thrive. Like that is where I'm really good at planning, preparing, forward thinking, executing. And then when it's time to execute and things don't go as planned, I pivot, I adapt, and I execute again. And this is me being very honest with myself. Like I know my personal strengths and weaknesses and I'm working on my weaknesses, but I know this is one of my strengths. And if this is not one of your strengths, like I honestly believe this is something a lot of people, almost everyone, possibly everyone can achieve this, like the power of commitment. And if you apply this to your life, holy shit, like you'll see these, these massive results. And like, if you think of the the planning, preparing, forward thinking, executing, Pivot, also known as learning, adapting, and then executing again. I mean, that right there, it's an eight-step training model that I learned in the military and applied to my civilian life. Forward thinking and backwards planning. Like, if, If there's anything you take away from this episode today to apply to your life, it's this right here. It's four words. Forward thinking, backwards planning. And I'll kind of break it down with an example. You know, right now, um, it is the middle of November. Like I said, we're in the middle of our Black Friday sale. Uh, We're preparing for Thanksgiving next week. Me and my family are traveling for uh, for Thanksgiving to go see Steph's family in Michigan. So we'll be uh, we'll be out of the state, and um, I'm already starting to forward think and backwards plan. So today. Give you an example for today. I knew that we have family photos this evening. We're doing some family photos for Charlie's first birthday. Sorry, first uh, Christmas. You know, Charlie's our our daughter. She was born four months ago, so her first Christmas is this December. We're getting some photos taken with her and and the family. Maybe the dogs if they if they uh, cooperate. And. My day is packed. I'm going to have a meeting at 10, 11, 12, 1, 2.30, and I'm going home for, uh, for family photos. And then I have you know dinner with the family. We'll put Charlie down. And then I saw a window to work out. And I normally don't strength training at BPN's gym here in the morning. I typically run or do strength training at, at my house in the morning. And forward thinking of what the day looked like, and I did this yesterday, of what my day looked like today, thinking last night, I started building this plan out. 
okay, well, I can, I can train in the evening. I could train after we eat dinner, after we put Charlie down and I have probably an hour, but I'd like to spend some time with Steph. So maybe I should move it to the morning. So what I ended up doing is getting here at BPN gym at 6 a.m., which meant I had to wake up a little bit earlier than normal, woke up around 4.30 a.m. this morning so I could answer some emails before coming into the office. Uh, got to the gym here, did lower body strength training, gave myself some time to clean up, shower, eat breakfast, and then be ready for my meetings. But that also came with some secondary tasks. Okay, now I'm not going to be at home for my first meal of the day. And because I'm trying to build size and strength right now, I need to have all my meal prepped for you know, meal one, two, and three while I'm at the office. So I made sure I prepped my, my breakfast and my supplements and my, my vitamins for my first meal of the day. And I set this whole day up for success. That short example is just me saying how I was forward thinking. So I was thinking about, okay, what does this next 24 to 48 hours look for me? What do I need to change? How can I pivot? How can I adjust so that I can execute properly to stay committed to my goals for work, my family, my fitness, my nutrition, the hybrid build, our current fitness goal, and how do I backwards plan and build in a timeline to make sure that I can fully execute and accomplish everything I want and need to do in a timely manner in terms of where I need to, to, to be, what clothes need to be packed for work and for workouts, what meals and food do I need to prepare and pack, by what time do I need to be home, can I make all my meetings, forward thinking and backwards planning. If you don't forward think and backwards plan, what ends up happening is you're blocking and tackling, which is not necessarily a bad thing in some situations and cases. But if I didn't forward think and backwards plan last night, I would have came into today and I probably would have ran in the morning. Then I would have went through the whole day. Whole day would have been crazy. Would have had family photos. You put Charlie down, have dinner, spend some time with my wife. I might not have gotten to my strength training workout for the day. And because strength training right now is a massive priority and goal for me, because we're trying to put on as much size and strength until March 1st, I needed to get that workout in. Yes, it's just one workout. I could have missed it. But when you keep using that excuse over and over and over again, you fall off the process. You stop making progress. Life gets busy and nothing gets done. You're not committed to the journey. You're not committed to the process. You're not committed to the goal. And, and that last like five minutes of explaining that probably makes it seem so complicated and overwhelming, but it's not. It's just being intentional, strategic, and deliberate with your time, where you spend it, how you prioritize goals, and the power of commitment. You know, when I'm committed to something, there are very few things that can break me to fall off. Like very, very few things. And, and here's why. I have seen the result of these small incremental commitments, these acts of discipline over a long period of time. 
and it can move mountains. You know, we look at these big goals we're trying to accomplish and it's so overwhelming at first that you think, well, I can miss a day here. I can miss a workout there. You know, I don't have to always eat my meals that I need to reach my goals. Like, you know, let's, let's just fall off the diet for a little bit. Let's just, you know, over the long period of time, we'll get there. But it's the small incremental wins that allow you to achieve the big, the big result. You know, and if you focus on these small incremental wins on a daily basis, the things that really aren't going to like move the needle over the course of a day, but over the course of a year, two years, three years, 10 years, those small little incremental wins, they are the only reason that the big objective is ever accomplished. I think about it when I'm driving sometimes. Like when I'm on the highway here in Texas, we have I-35 and then you hop on I-35 and you can go, I mean, right to Dallas. You can go right to San Antonio. Like it, like I-35 is like this massive, massive highway. And sometimes I think about this road network when I'm driving and I see construction crews working on the road because I used to work on, uh, road networks. When I was in college, I had a, what they called an internship. It was really just like a summer job, but I worked for the Pennsylvania department of transportation and we would pave roads. We would maintain roads. We'd fix roads. Um, my job as like the new guy was that they'd throw me in the back of the truck. Some days we'd go around and pick up roadkill. And then they had me jump out of the truck I pick up the roadkill, I throw it back on a trailer, and then we go to this like massive pit in the middle of the woods that was full of just dead animals, and I'd have to throw it in there. And it, you know, we picked up a lot of a lot of deer that were hit by vehicles on the road. And uh, this is a little like side note, but they would have me shove like ear protection, you know, like those those foam ear protection pieces that you roll up. They get pretty small. You put them in your ear and they expand. Well, we had those because we were working with heavy machinery on the road. And when I had to pick up roadkill, they would do that and they put them up my nose so that I wouldn't have to smell the, like the dead carcasses of the roadkill that I was throwing in the back of the truck. And you had to be really careful because if that animal was sitting outside for a long time and it was bloated, if you threw it, and you weren't careful, it would explode once it hit the truck. But that was my job for like two summers in Pennsylvania working for uh, PennDOT, Pennsylvania Department of Transportation. Pretty cool job. But when I was working on, uh, on the roads with this crew, and then as I've been driving, you know, the last 15 years of my life, and you look at these road networks that cover hundreds of miles. If someone told you, hey, go build this road and I need it to be 200 miles long. Do you know how overwhelming that is? Where do I get started? Do you know how, do you know how many hours, how much time, how much is this going to hurt? How much is it going to cost? How many people I'm going to need? I need to build this, this road network for 200 miles. Maybe over the course of a day, 
once we get started and we build some sort of infrastructure, maybe you can cover a quarter mile, maybe not even that much, like, or even bridges. You look at bridges, these massive bridges. Can you imagine how long that takes to build? And I watch these crews building these things out and I'm, I'm just mind blown by the sheer size of the, the project. But if you think about the entire project at once, it's overwhelming. I mean, you literally, you can't accomplish the whole thing in one day. You can't even accomplish that whole thing in a year. But it's these small incremental achievements that you focus on. Maybe you focus on 100 feet at a time. I'm just building 100 foot of road at a time. Maybe it's a, a eighth of a mile. Maybe it's a quarter mile. Maybe it's one mile. If you just focus on that incremental win, it will get you to the, the end result at some point. But if you think about the end result when you're on mile one, man, that is a long, long project. And that'll destroy you like mentally and physically. Same thing applies to like running a marathon. When you start the race, if you start thinking about mile 15, 16, 17 at mile one, you're never going to get there. Like run the mile you're currently in. Like when I was running the Buffalo, New York marathon this past May, I knew I had to do 620 or faster miles to hit my goal of a sub 250 marathon. So each mile, I just focused on that, that one individual mile. And I made sure I was on time. And then I would focus on the next mile. Once my watch gave a little, little beep, a little notification, and I saw my time for that mile, then I just moved on to the next. Small incremental wins. If I could win each mile at a time, I knew, naturally, I knew that I would run my marathon faster than two hours and 50 minutes. It's just the way it works. Same thing is applied to building a road. Same thing is applied to building a bridge. Same thing is applied to building a business. Same thing is applied to running a marathon or doing a, a bodybuilding prep one day at a time, one mile at a time, one project at a time. 100 feet at a time. These small incremental wins, if you're committed to those, it will get you to the end result. You know, with this build right now, the hybrid build, I want to get to a certain weight. I want to build as much size and strength as possible naturally until March 1st. And I'm not thinking about next month. I'm not thinking about January and February. I'm thinking about every single day. What do I need to do today to succeed? I know that I need to hit my training sessions. I know that I need to hit a minimal amount of calories. Right now being 4,200 calories a day. I need to hit my macronutrients. I need to stay hydrated. I need to recover. I need to put emphasis on sleep and rest. And if I can do those things every single day and stay committed to those, when we get to March 1st, I'm going to have maximized my full potential. Small incremental wins and focusing on those and staying committed to those will get you to that end result naturally without even thinking about it. Just focus on these small incremental wins. 
Now I have a caveat to that. There's a, there's good and bad. There's pros and cons to like this level of commitment. I mean, when I say that I am like powerfully committed to certain things in my life, it's, it's almost like an, it's an understatement. When I, when I decide I'm doing something and I go all in, like I said previously, this is one of my strengths and I can confidently say that when I go all in on something, it's like, uh, it's like when a, a tornado starts and it picks up momentum and it picks up speed and it's just going to destroy everything in its path. Maybe for the good or the bad, right? Like there's pros and cons, a lot of things, maybe not a, a tornado, but, um, commitment. Yes. Because what happens is, you know, I think of the, the scene from the office when Michael Scott is driving, I don't know where he's driving to, but he's driving with Dwight and, uh, he's so committed and he's so, he's all in on, he trusts when well, he trusts the, the navigation so much. He's committed to the trust of the navigation device in his vehicle. And you know, this navigation device is saying, go left, go right, at this stop sign, do a UE, so on and so forth. It's getting him from point A to point B. And he trusts this thing. And in this episode of The Office, the navigation tells him to like, drive straight. And if you drive straight, it takes you right into like this lake. And he doesn't even think about it. He drives right into the lake. He ignored all warning signs. Like visually, audibly, Dwight was telling him, hey, don't go into the lake. He drove into the lake. And, and I always think about this episode of The Office because in my life, because I've committed to things at such a powerful level, sometimes... I will ignore the warning signs. And this is the bad. This is the con of being, I believe, so committed to a process and a journey where if I'm hitting a wall or if I'm running myself into the ground, if I'm tired, if I'm fatigued, if I'm overtrained, if I'm under-recovered, sometimes I will ignore the warning signs. I will overwork myself. I will run myself into the ground. Not intentionally, but it's because I'm so committed to that process and that journey. And sometimes I need someone else in the outside, my wife, coworkers, friends, family to say, I, I love the commitment. I do. The dedication is respectable, but you're destroying yourself. There's a point of diminishing return. You're, you're, you're so committed to the process, you're actually doing more destruction than growth. And I've been there and I'll be there again. And I might be even going through that in my life at this current and exact moment. But that's just like the realistic expectations of there, there are pros and cons of being so committed that sometimes you will ignore the warning signs. And that's why one, you need to be honest with yourself. And two, you might need someone else to hold you accountable. That's why when I go into some of these, these preps like Ironman training or marathon training or even when we go into the, the dieting and cut series from March until June or July, 
I will hire a coach then because if you're so committed to a process and you ignore the warning signs and you don't have someone who is giving a outsider's perspective and opinion and accountable, you know, helping you maintain accountability. If you don't have that, you can run yourself into the ground. And sometimes having someone hold you accountable is not to make sure you actually do it. Sometimes it's having the person that makes sure you don't overdo it. That's something to keep in mind. Hiring a coach. I know a lot of people who won't hire a coach actually because it's, uh, in their opinion, it is like an ego thing. Well, I know how to do this. I don't need a coach to tell me how to do this. I don't need a coach to tell me to go work out. I, I, I can hold myself accountable. Yes. But sometimes, like myself, uh, we, will, we will destroy ourselves through that process because we are so committed and we hold ourselves so accountable that we ignore the warning signs. You know, right now, like I said, um, it's our Black Friday sale. And uh, two weeks ago, we had a big event at HEB and Central Market in Dallas. So historically, as many of you guys know, our brand has been about 90% direct to consumer e-commerce. And in 2022, we made the the conscious decision that we wanted to expand into retail in 2023. And a lot of work goes into that. It took most of 2022 calls, outreach, um, working with our manufacturers and suppliers to make sure we have the proper inventory forecasting and projections and uh, setting up these accounts. And in 2023, you'll see that we will be in a whole a lot more retailers. You know, our split between e-com, direct consumer, and then wholesale retail might be 65, 35, 65% uh, e-com, 35% retail by the end of 2023. I think that that's, that's a goal of ours. And we had an event at HEB and Central Market about two weeks ago, and it was a great event. We, we activated a, a large amount of our community at Central Market. There were probably 300 people that came through the line between 12 p.m. and a 4 p.m. on a Saturday. Uh, and it was, it was amazing. One, it really helps us show our, our retail partners that we're committed to the relationship. So I just want to thank you guys for, for, from my behalf and the, the team's behalf and from the bottom of our hearts if you came out to any of our, any of our events in general, but our retail pop-up events, if you've purchased product in uh, retail through some of our partners being Central Market, HEB, Shields, uh, we're about to announce some, some more partnerships here soon in the next couple of months. But if you've gone into those stores and purchased products, that helps us tremendously because like I said many times before, just because you're in retail does not mean you're successful. Just because you're on the shelves of a grocery store, a nutrition shop, anywhere, that doesn't mean anything. That just means that you were provided the opportunity to show what you can do at retail. What matters is velocity, how fast you are moving a product off those shelves. So when you guys go into those stores and you purchase our products, 
it helps us show the retailers one that our, our, our brand can be successful in retail Two, that we're committed to the, the relationship between ourselves and the retailer. And three, we have powerful velocity and we're going to be successful uh, through activating our community. So we had a pop-up at Central Market and then we did a, a pop-up at HEB. And uh, HEB was testing us in two stores. They put us in the Frisco location and the Plano location here in Texas. Two stores two newer stores actually. And they wanted to test us in those two stores to see what our velocity would be, how, how we could build a relationship with them. And if they wanted to expand us in all of their 300 plus stores. And you know what happened this past week, the day that we actually launched our black Friday sale, we got an email from HEB and they said, they're going to be bringing us on through their brand refresh in March of 2023. So they're going to be expanding us to a mass amount of stores. We're not, we're not sure exactly yet how many stores we weren't told that, but we know that we're, we were accepted into their brand refresh in March of 2023. And the reason they're doing that is because you guys showed up at our retail activations and events and went to the stores and purchased the product so we couldn't have done it without you guys. Thank you. And this is huge for us. It's a massive, massive win. But there were all these little small incremental wins that we had to accomplish to get to this point. And the reason I wanted to bring up HEB and Central Market is we were at, at these pop-up events. And like I said, hundreds of people showed up. And it was great to hear the stories of people who found the brand and, and used the products and how it's changed their life. And whenever we do these events, there's always this common denominator of responses that I hear during conversations with people. And it starts with, I'll do that when at some point I will, I eventually want to run a race, do a marathon, start running, lose weight, eat healthier, start training again, blah, 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 blah. There's no better time than now, you know, and there was these group of people at Central Market and they were telling me one day they want to run a marathon. And I said, well, the BPN team's going to be running the Austin Marathon in February. That's a great opportunity. That's a great time to run your first marathon. And they said, ah, I don't know. That might be a little soon. I said, you have November, December, January. I mean, you have like 14 weeks to train for this marathon. That's plenty of time. You, have, you don't have to run a sub three. Just cross the finish line. Just get started. And they said, you know what? We'll do it. Now, we'll see if, if, they, if they show up to that marathon. They run with the BPN team and, they, and then they cross the finish line after 26.2 miles. But the intent of that story is to say that there's no better time than now. And that's the power of commitment. Just choose, choose to do it now. Like tell yourself, you're going to go do your workouts. You're going to run. You're going to change your diet. You're going to, you're going to lose the weight. Do it now. And we're, we're creating this massive activation in 2023 that we're going to challenge you guys to 
choose something hard and challenging and commit to it by signing up or at least writing it down. If signups haven't opened up yet, write it down. I'll tell you right now, I've already committed to two hard things in 2023. I'm going to share those with you guys soon. Not yet, but soon. And uh, I want to challenge you guys to do the same thing. Commit to something right now that you're going to do in 2023 that's really fucking hard, like really challenging. And it's going to push you and it's going to challenge you and it's probably going to hurt. And you're going to have to learn how to balance your time, your energy, your family, your work by forward thinking and backwards planning. And I can guarantee you through that process of committing to something right now, write it down and say you're going to do it. And no matter what happens, stay committed to it. If you lose your job, stay committed to it. If you get a new job, stay committed to it. If you move, stay committed to it. If someone passes away in your family, stay committed to it. Like that, that is, that is the biggest challenge you can create for yourself. Just say you're going to do it now. And in all of 2023, make it happen no matter what happens. I think too many people give themselves so many options of, I'm going to put this on my calendar in 2023, but if something happens, and it's very broad, if something happens where it's not the right time, I'll push it off to the next year. If you even, if you even say that or consider that, I guarantee you're not going to do it. Guarantee you're not going to do it. You know, right now we're implementing this, this new system in the business called EOS, the entrepreneurial operating system. And uh, it's been very powerful for the brand so far. And the way it works is you create accountability functions for roles in the business. And it starts from the leadership team. So the leadership team will build out accountability functions that that is our, our area of genius. These are our, our roles and responsibilities that if we don't accomplish, the business will fail ultimately. And then each leadership team creates accountability functions for individuals and managers and leaders on their team. So when you build out this huge accountability chart, which was traditionally an organizational chart, we now have this accountability chart that has roles and then the roles have accountability functions. And if you build this out properly and if everyone is held to a standard to accomplish their accountability functions, the business should operate very effectively and optimized if this is done correctly. You know, we've been implementing EOS into the business for the last couple months now. And I mean, we've seen a, a significant change in impact. And this was all sparked by reading the book, Traction. Traction is about the entrepreneurial operating system. We hired an EOS implementer to come into our business and help us implement EOS through the leadership team to reach all aspects of the business you know, the goal is by the end of 2023, we've fully implemented EOS and we're, we're operating based off of, of those functions. And the reason I wanted to talk about those accountability functions is I don't think it has to apply to a business. 
Like you can apply it to your own life. You can make a list of your accountability functions for yourselves. Like things that you must focus on doing over the course of the next year that if you do accomplish all those things and you're accountable for all of them, you will succeed. But if you fail even one, you will fail everything. Like if there's something you're committed to, you can do this based off of, of goals or commitments that you, you sign up for or you choose to do. Clear example of how you can do this. Okay, so if I want to implement EOS, for example, into myself and say I'm, I'm creating a new, uh, a new role starting March 1st and that is going to go into June or July. And uh, I'll drop a little hint right here. In June or July, I'm planning on doing a, uh, a bodybuilding or physique show, stepping on stage, and that's the reason for the diet. It's the reason for the cut. So if I'm, I'm creating this accountability function for that period of time, March, April, May, June, July, those four or five months. Okay, well, I'm going to have to uh, maintain a caloric deficit in order to reach 6% body fat over those five months. So diet, caloric surplus is one thing that I have to succeed at. And if I don't, everything else fails. Training, I need to maintain my training program, protocol, and schedule to maintain as much muscle mass as possible while losing body fat over those four to five months. Diet and training. Three, I need to learn how to pose for a show like this that I haven't done since 2012 uh, and everything I've been doing recently has been endurance focused. Diet, training, posing, and there's other priorities that I cannot neglect or sacrifice. My family, my job, my work. And when you create these accountability functions for yourself that you have to do, you have to accomplish to succeed in that period of time. And if you fail one of them, you fail everything. And you can do other things outside of this accountability functions, but only if your priorities that you are accountable for are taken care of first. And you can do this by committing and forward thinking and backwards planning. There's, there's so much power in just deciding you're going to do something and then doing it. But where so many people miss the mark is that in their head, what they want to accomplish, what they want to do, what they want to experience, what they want to build, it's in their head and they, they can visualize it. I guarantee if, if I'm talking to you right now, there's things in your mind that you want to do, that you want to accomplish. Maybe it's start a business. Maybe it's live somewhere else. Maybe it's get a pay raise. Maybe it is to run your first 5K. Maybe it's just to start running in general. Maybe it's to lose weight. I guarantee you there's something in your mind right now that you want to do. And what's worked out really, really well for me in my lifetime is that 
the time between when it enters my brain and I write it down on a piece of paper and I commit is very, very short, very short. But for way too many people, the time between the thought, the concept, the idea, the want, the need that is in your brain to the time you write it down, you commit, you sign up and you do is so long. Sometimes it actually never happens. It just stays in your mind and you die while it's still up there as a thought, as an idea, as a concept that you never do it. And if you simplify it to that, just that one decision, just to take what's in your mind and commit and sign up and just do and execute, it's actually pretty easy. Committing to something is like a very, very easy decision. Where it gets challenging is the process, the journey, and when life gets busy. And it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. So like I said, if there's anything you take away from this episode, it's that take what you want to do, what you want to accomplish, what you want to achieve, shorten the amount of time between idea, concept, putting it on paper, putting it into existence in doing, and implement forward thinking and backwards planning. We'll see you guys in the next episode. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Bear Performance Podcast. Please leave a rating and review on the platform you are listening to if you enjoyed it. It helps us to grow and reach more people with the intent of changing lives through the Go One More mindset. If you are ready to take your health and performance to the next level, head over to bpnsubs.com to take the first step.